Blog Talk Radio. Right. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, we are covering the Wolverine, and conveniently, I think, in a way, we don't really have uh, much else to talk about, so we have plenty of time for the Wolverine, unless you're looking at me funny, so no, you have something I just, you want I was to just, say. I, it just suddenly occurred to me because I was... Just talking to somebody yesterday, it, it, it's all about the Wolverine anyway. We went and saw it Friday night right. and 3D, and and I saw one of the funniest trailers I've ever seen before oh, the geez, movie. Yeah. I mean, I we this, this Metallica I, this thing. Metallica movie, which basically looks like I just remember all these comics when I was younger. It was like some company would put out like a kiss comic right and gene simmons would get superpowers right you know and a well, and, 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 and paul stanley right yeah exactly <laughs> and those guys would like they'd fight aliens and kiss would save the world you know right kind of howard the duck like right this this metallica movie looks like that it looks like they it, it looks like in the backdrop of a metallica concert this intern roadie who's working right. there has to go find the briefcase that glows from marcellus wallace right and, and when he goes outside of the stadium getting killed right then it's like a zombie apocalypse right. and all the while metallica are playing their greatest hits with right. pyrotechnics and this kid's life is in danger everywhere and there's super villains and the and, world's getting destroyed right. all around them or something and, and and i'm watching this and i I wasn't trying to be officious or rude. I just couldn't. I was laughing out loud at right, this preview, right. and I know you. I mean, I know you could hear me, but I, I just was so amused at this. And for me, I've never really been a big Metallica fan anyway. Like right. I get a lot. I have a lot of friends who are like lying in the sand. You say anything right. against Metallica, and they basically like have to fight you right there. Right. And that's not like in the past. That's like today. If I just if they hear this, they're going to come to my house and they're going to be like, "Let's go, forty style, put up your dukes." But um, I'm watching this and I'm like, after that movie years ago, some kind of monster when right. the veil got pulled back, and these guys aren't hardcore badass guys. They're crying, weepy. They're dealing with real life emotional things, so that's right. fine. But they're just these weepy kind of guys who are insecure and they're not hardcore at all. They're just, uh, and it's funny too because <laughs> since you mentioned that, like they're just guys like, um, you know, my <laughs> just throw something in here. My mom knows Alice Cooper, right? And it, he's from Phoenix and lives yeah. in Phoenix, has his restaurant there and the whole thing. But like way back in the day, right, when mm-hmm. he was when he was big and it was right. super scary and stuff, you know, like right. it, my mom used to be like his banker. And he'd just walk <laughs> That's in. That's awesome. He'd just walk That's in, do-do-do-do-do, awesome. and he, you know, looks perfect. perfectly normal right. and everything. Here's my money. And to her, <laughs> she'll never buy that, right. that, that image thing. Well, for me, like I'm watching this and I'm thinking – Years, it's been years since some kind of monster came out, and and it's actually a, a, for a guy who didn't like Metallica and couldn't care about them one way or another. I thought it was a really interesting movie anyway, but I'll never be able to look at them the same. Much like I can't ever expect anyone who sees Ozzy Osbourne on stage right. to believe that he's the bat head biting demonologist. Right. We've all seen him in his slippers and his bathrobe, <laughs> yeah. too confused, right. too comical. Well maybe and he that, was that back aura then. that aura is gone. And for Metallica to be 
posturing and playing and like <laughs> I don't buy it anymore because right. I've seen you cry over no staples in the stapler anymore. You know, you're really I, old. <laughs> I I think it's hilarious. Actually, what it is is a long-standing dislike of Metallica and the people who are like they're better than Guns and Roses because they're wrong. That's my two cents. But it's now validation. It's another stamp of validation. Sure. So anyway, the funniest trailer I've ever seen. Right. Was you, you know what I loved? Thing. You know what I loved about that trailer, though, and but. <laughs> and it was it was actually a, a kind of a weird experience. If you go see, I don't know what movies that will necessarily be tied into, but like if you go see <laughs> the Wolverine and you and you run into this trailer, it was such a weird experience to see it like a couple of trailers first, and you're just you yeah. know okay, it's like movie mode, right? And here come yeah. some trailers, and then all of a sudden that trailer starts playing, and you're you're going. Yeah, <laughs> you're like looking around. What, Wait, did I I'm move? like I'm like doing motions like we're on TV. I know, I love it. Um, uh, you're, you know, it's just is there a camera on me? Right. Is this a joke? Right. Is something going to come up in a second and just go? No, come on, that's not really a movie or something. It was such a weird thing to just be sitting there and all of a sudden. Everyone in the theater is mm-hmm. just kind of looking around, going, <laughs> it, it, "Am I a candid camera?" Well, I it kept thinking fun. it was going to be like a Chrysler commercial or right, something, or, some crazy or, thing. or even just you know the most ridiculous product placement. I didn't think it was going to be like. I just—it's such a weird thing to compare it to, but like there was a time where these Jean Claude Van Damme films, like they hosted like the Chicago Blackhawks for right. this movie, and I'm like, okay, someone really loves the Blackhawks. Right, they decided right. to throw. I I was really blown away by but, how ridiculous. It, but and I, as I'm watching them posture and rock and be these gods that they think they are, and right. I'm like, I've seen you get bummed because the coffee cup got knocked over, or right. there was no more creamer, and you wept for an hour. You know, I don't buy this anymore. This is <laughs> right. funny to me. If you're gonna keep doing it, then you can't have totally like revealed <laughs> right. yourself or something. Right. right? But uh, what I was gonna say, actually, anyway. what I was gonna say, what I loved about that trailer. Is that you're watching the trailer? It's just them on stage. It's almost right. like the one part of it that you're watching is almost like it was just a live concert video, and yeah. there's there's no yeah. there's no moviness going on. We're just watching them on stage, right. just like any other live concert video. And then you have this other thing going and on in the background where they send their roadie out, and we watch him driving around town. Then we'll like cut back, and it's just concert video right and then the world starts getting destroyed and <laughs> thousands of angry people are about to attack him or whatever and then cut back to the concert video yeah and it looks like from watching this trailer that during the movie those two worlds never mix at all at all ever nothing ever happens with them right. on stage except right. that we just keep watching them be well, on stage to a concert video and, and the <laughs> message there awesome is how awesome would that be the if, message there is we can rock so hard that you'll never know the world has ended. Like that's basically the message, which is James Hetfield, <laughs> Lars Ulrich, all these guys, we can rock you into a state of willful oblivion right. while everything crumbles outside. Right. And, and this then, guy and that we've sent and this and this guy that we've sent to go get us, you know, green M and M's is basically it's gonna come you. back with zombie. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway. It's just every man. I would say it was you're right. You're right. It was so surprising the way they slid it in. And the message it was trying to send, what I thought it was going to be, it turned out to be a real movie trailer. <laughs> you know, exactly. all these things compounded for a perfect giggle storm. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was hilarious. So uh, we did have something else to cover, apparently. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> okay, bang. Now that that's over. Right. Um, the only uh, one thing that I do want to say is uh, I have to mention that we have our contest going on to win right. every movie we review this year. 
Uh, go to areyouscreening.com, find any of the posts of the podcast, right? as opposed to like just listening to it, but find it on our website, and there will be a link. It's uh, actually a really easy thing to do. It's connected to iTunes. You don't really have to do anything interesting. We don't want to know all your secret information or get right. any money from you. You just enter, right. and you could win every movie we review this year. So right. that's all I'm going to say about that, and if people aren't going to do it, then... Yeah. Then whatever. Anyway, right. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, I can't imagine we don't have too many entries. Um, and, and that that's actually something I should say. It's uh, there are only a hundred possible entries to this. Right. So this is not like you're entering to win a new iMac and there's eight hundred million entries <laughs> and you might win you or might, something. There yeah. are only a hundred possible <laughs> entries. So right. you have awfully good odds of winning this versus right. any other contest you ever enter. Uh, so the Wolverine. So um, I think we're just going to kick off because now you have just you blown this, my mind. No, you built this Seriously, up. Seriously, no. You built this up. <laughs> maybe I have and maybe I haven't. I don't know. You you threw me for a loop, so I'm just going to say um, we won't even start talking about it because we're supposed to give our star ratings. Right. And you had such you a strange comment. What was my comment? That what is, I what demand you? that you go first. I'll go first, but what has thrown you? Because I asked you when you were walking in if you had right. changed your mind, and I was really just joking because that's right. That's what we do all the time because right. because there was the one time <laughs> yeah. where, uh, God, it was ages ago now. It was like practically oh, a year ago probably. I can't remember what it was. If I uh, saw a list of the movies, I bet I could point it and be like, right, that right, was the one. Right. But coming off the top of there, my head. There was a movie at one point where all of a sudden you said, you know, like, <laughs> before, you, like, right before, right before we, like, we were going to do the yeah. show, you're like, yeah, I've totally changed. I'm, <laughs> yeah, it was right I'm, before I'm the movie. It was like the, flipped or something. The countdown was going on. I went, by the way, I've changed my mind totally. Right. What? Last six hours ago, we were bitching about this <laughs> film, and now you're all in love with it? Right. I can't, I can't even movie? I can't even remember which way it went actually. If it I was can't like either. Good at first, and then now you hated it. I think I was, it was. I think it was favorable, and then I was like, no, now I'm pissed. <laughs> like I had just enough time right. to sleep on it, and now I'm real angry. So anyway, I just asked you if you changed your mind, just joking because right. I that is what we I do. did not expect you to at all. Right. I was just you know messing with you. Right. And you're like, oh, I think you're going to be surprised or or something. Well, and 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 now I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know if you'll be surprised. But I don't even actually know where you were at right. the beginning. This is one of these weird things where we see the film next to each other, you know, in the theater, right. and we'll talk to each other, not while the film's going, really, but we'll talk and we'll watch the movie. And then when it's done, it's not like we refuse to talk about what we think on the way out. But we Sometimes don't. we don't. Right. And it's weird because we either have something else that's happened or we didn't finish our conversation from before the film or whatever. And this was one where we just... So it was starting to rain, and it was getting windy, and it was not the best right, weather right. to stand outside and shoot the breeze for a bit. So we just ended it. But I thought you were more negative towards it just because you were kind of heavy sighing, a little more fidgety than you're normally at. Like, <laughs> and there were things there that you were just kind of like, uh, you know. This is, and, and this I thought, okay, almost I'm one of those like movies. This. this is very close. It, uh, this is a movie that it comes very close to me just saying, yeah, we're going to switch the star ratings back and just start talking about it, and then we'll give the star ratings <laughs> right. at the end. But you nobody, my, you nobody likes rating. that, and okay. I'm going I'm yeah. to go with what That's fine. people have we said should, we should do. And we should try it the way they want. Um, my star rating is 
I wonder if I should change that now. You're totally smiling now. No, now, no, you're now I was just growing, now I was just growing with people. Now you're just trying no, to say what can I say that will right? Screw well, how can I drag this out more? Because there really is tension. There's no tension. Um, it, it's between seventy and seventy-five. So I think that's three and a half stars. You know, that's pretty much where I'm at. And it, as we'll go through and talk about it, I had a I had a lot of problems with a couple very specific things, and it wound up actually kind of bothering me. If it had been as good as the best parts of this film had been, this would have been like a four-star film for me. Okay. So so you completely so did that change really? to being three and a half stars? No, I didn't completely change. I, you left out a part of this in the talking when we were coming in. But I was just like, I think, because we're trying a new thing. Um, we mentioned it last week. There's a touch cast thing that we're going to be trying to do, and we right. tried to do it last we're, week. We're and going to hopefully get out a touch cast after this show, so check that out. And the humorous part of last week that nobody knows was you had to set up all the add-ons, like the things. When you guys see it, you'll understand what we're talking about. But there were a little um, like pop-up windows that show up in the touch cast for five minutes. And you had to guess what you thought my rating was because you had to put it in. Right. And you came pretty close to what it was. In fact, you right. nailed it, but I was I was wavering about whether to go a little lower. Well, and, and the we thing, started the talking thing is, about we should say too is that in the touchcast thing, you can only give full stars. Right. You, oh, that, can, right. you can only do one, two, three, four, right. five stars. That's I expect it. you'll Twitter that guy and he'll change exactly. that thing too, because you're in a very interesting Twitter relationship with this badgering guy, but right. Uh, you're badgering this guy, rather. But you had guessed that rating, and today we're going to try to do it again. And in order to do it, you would have to have guessed my rating today. And this is where I said, I think I'm going to surprise you, because I think you thought I was closer to negative than being more positive. Yeah. And I think three and a half stars I, is more I positive. I actually guessed. We will let the cat Did out you of guess? the bag if you want to. I actually guessed four stars. Yeah. So. That's pretty close. I mean, and there's... So I, I can't guess three and a half stars, so... It was either three or four or whatever. It's closer to three, I think, but... Is it? No. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had to try to take that from you. No, you just... So you, well, what did you, you got it completely what did you, wrong. What did you get? Um, so now you thought you were going to surprise me. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm going to really surprise you. No, I think you were a four-star guy. No. Well, actually, I was four and a half. Yeah. But you were saying just a minute ago that you thought that I was more <laughs> negative well, than you. Yeah. We, yeah. And, I, and I go by that. Um, part of that is just when we like to just give each other crap, it's like, that's because you hate movies. Right. You know, it was, it was an interesting thing. We don't often watch a film like that, that apparently we both really liked, you know, more than the average. And yet still the body language was kind of like, Ugh. right. You know, and I, I, I just, I was going by that. I think the thing for me, if, and I guess if there were some objective observer watching us watch this movie, all you would need to know really is that when the movie ended, we both just sat there and stared at the screen, right? And didn't well, do and I, anything. We and, we didn't even yeah. go. So I, I waited like a long time before I said, "So is there anything at the end?" <laughs> right. And, you know, and nobody was, was sitting there. Nobody was trying to get out of their seat really fast right. or run away right. from the movie or anything. And it's funny. You would think when we're in the theater, we're watching people, and I after the film is done, I'm cognizant of what they're doing, especially to some extent, like when we've seen films and they just walk out. You know, in right, the middle of the right. movie, in the horror films that we see, there were like nine think, people that go. But I think I think everybody probably knew there was something at the end. I think a lot of people did because a lot of people seemed to stay, but there were a few that just out of their seat and left. And it wasn't because they were grumbling like that's the worst movie ever. You right. know, they just they were like, I'm going to beat the traffic, and I'm like, this isn't fault. <laughs> they were just going. You know, really they were fast, gone. Right. So, 
Um, but for everybody listening, yeah, we saw it Friday night. We did see it in 3D, and I don't know that there was a whole benefit to that, although there were certain scenes that look really pretty in 3D. But there is something after the initial credits. You have to stay uh, 10 minutes. It's right. about three minutes in. And I think it's, I don't know what I would say. Weird. Important. I think it's interesting. I think it will be eventually um, important in a very minor important way going forward. And I, and I was talking with a friend of mine about right. why that scene I, I existed. Don't, I don't think you especially need it. I just think it's uh, well, they're, they're, they want to connect things in every way they can come right. up with. And this is just a nice little connection to the next. I won't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we'll give it away. But I think what it does is it does what the Avengers movies did with the individual things. Like instead of taking ten or fifteen minutes in the Avengers movie to introduce Tony Stark to Nick Fury, you know what you do is you do it at the end of that movie, and then you believe that that conversation goes a lot longer. Right. Right. So when you see them all together in the Avengers or any other thing like that. You understand that these people have met before. They already have relationships. Right, like It, it right. facilitates this to make things a lot faster. And right. I think for Days of Future Past, which is the next X-Men movie coming out by Brian Singer, I think that basically is a facilitator. It's like, yeah. so we don't have to get everybody together again and catch up and waste time. Right. You know that they've done it. Right. So at least that's my fault. And especially because um, it does sort of kick things a, a little, little bit, bit right, into yeah. sort of yeah. a different direction. So... We don't have to spend a whole lot of time. Maybe part of I mean, it. You also can't. Right. You also can't go too far with it and start your movie going. <laughs> you have to have watched this little end right. bit on the Wolverine, or even, else it won't make sense. Because it's Brian Singer's <laughs> film, and this right. is James Mangold's film, and maybe right. Singer's like, I didn't want to have that happen, you know. And now I got to waste five minutes to that, untangle your weave. That would you know, actually be kind of awesome be funny. if uh, James Mangold says, "All right, now make your movie." <laughs> Like all of a sudden, he, comes, he comes out. There's like a little thing at the end after the credits where like four of the X Men die. All right, right. go, go. Yeah. <laughs> it would be awesome if if Hollywood were more like a fraternity of assholes who just ended sequels <laughs> like that to other people. people. And the studios had no ability to stop them. Right. It'd be like me. We gave him the keys, and this is right. what he did. Now you got to clean up. Yeah, so. James Mangold doesn't quite have those kind of. This is a good film. Key ring, not to just no, he's, right? He's um. A very interesting guy, and I think he is probably the main reason. Actually, we were talking um, before the movie started uh, about an interview that I saw with um, Hugh Jackman where supposedly, and according to this interview, and who knows uh, how much truth there is to anything, but uh, Hugh Jackman was recently in an interview where he was talking about kind of how this movie with specifically like this plot structure and the right. whole thing coming from, you know, the specific comic book and everything, how this movie came into being. And the story goes that when they were filming the first X-Men movie, you know, there was a no comic book rule, right. which meant that obviously everyone was smuggling in contraband comics onto the set and everything. And Hugh Jackman read this comic and like ever since then – has been trying to get with producers right. and people and try to make this into a movie because he loved it and thought it was great and he thought you know that that guy I want to play right you know yeah, like that's a the guy like a you're you're kind of like I don't know kind of cookie cutter Wolverine that maybe does right. not get a whole <laughs> lot of depth to him in in yeah. a lot of ways 
okay, fine, I'll play that guy whatever, or whatever. Right, but yeah. it's just that he really pushed <laughs> for this. And seeing those things come together and, and I don't know, buying the story maybe and believing right. that it came together. But I think I think James Mangold was a great choice to direct yeah. this movie. If this is the kind of comic book movie yeah. that you're going to work with, I think he was a great choice. And I think actually if you're if you're making like the first movies, I right. think Brian Singer is a pretty good choice yeah. and and did a good job yeah. and made things come together in the way that those movies are meant to play out. And I like those movies. Yeah. I don't I don't love them, but I I like them well yeah. enough. And uh I think, you know, one person works for one kind of thing we're doing, but this is actually a different thing that we're doing. Yeah, this than, is not your average. Movies. This is yeah. not your standard superhero kind of feel film, feeling film. Right. That you're used to. I mean, there are. There's a bad guy and there's a, a hero and all the blah blah stuff you'd expect, but it's 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 not even like a boiling pot that's got action everywhere or a slow. It's kind of like a slow simmer. You know, right. it's just like you put the heat on and it goes, but it's more drama character based than just my superpowers and and one right. of the things that we talked about also and we've talked about before i like this attitude where he's not trying to save the world the universe isn't in jeopardy right, exactly. he's just he's basically trying to figure out a mystery you know right. it's like a it's like a political familial mystery in japan right and he has roots to japan so he goes there and he gets tangled up in this kind of weird family you know drama that is important because it's a the hugest company that exists in Japan. So there's a there's enough like economic and worldly things going <laughs> right. on. There's behind a it. whole lot of but stuff. But he's on, if, yeah. if Wolverine fails ultimately we don't all die. Right. Like just Wolverine dies and Wolverine fails and, and that's screwed, it. You know? right. But I mean so in that regard it's less um fantastic and more just personal. And there's a there's an ambition there that another director who wasn't of James Mangold's um, you know, fraternity, so to speak, who's more character stuff. If he had just been like, I want to explode things and we're going to make his claws seven feet long and, you know, whatever, it would have been a different movie and, entirely, right. and, but it also wouldn't have And if have it doesn't work mystery. out, it, right. you know, it somebody else would have... There's some sort of, like, maybe trap that you're in for other directors because you, you're working with a specific comic. Right. And you're not... Uh, you're not just going, okay, I'm going to make an X-Men movie. Right. And so I can, you know, do whatever I want. Right. I can run with them and take whatever bad guys and whatever good guys and just make something, throw something together or whatever. This is like a specific comic book story. Right. So you can't just suddenly go, and what I'm going to throw in is that the guy is trying to destroy the world. Right. And, right. you know, I mean – I guess you could, you could if you were the wrong person. And man, that would be bad. There, there but, would also yeah. be like a time bomb effect right. going on yeah. or something. I guess you could, but right. I mean, and kind of you can't. It, it, you're, you're locked into where the story's supposed to go. Right. Or else, why make the movie? Why make the movie? <laughs> why, why, like what you say more often, you know, why make the movie based on this story if you're not going to follow the story? Right. Another right. story. And, <laughs> right. And in some ways they did, and when, when I'm criticizing it, I'm not coming at it from a wholly fanboy perspective of loving the comic that it's based on, which is – it's funny. I had to look. It's a, it's a 31-year-old comic, which seems really bizarre to right. think that many – but it was a four-issue comic in 1982 that was revolutionary kind of for this whole character and for – it got people paying attention to comics at the right time. And, right. And it was big, and it's, it's, 
a Wolverine that you just don't think of because you expect him to just be like a hack and slash. I can do whatever I want. If I could fly, I'd be Superman. No one can it, hurt me. It was it was really one. I mean, the the X Men <clears throat> have been around for a long time and longer right. than 1982. Oh, but yeah. it was really one of the things that launched the X Men in general. Right. It in, was a watershed into moment. a right into a far more giant realm of popularity yeah. than they had ever had and it, before. And it really texturized it, it didn't only do it because Chris Claremont wrote the X-Men for a long time. Right. Consecutively. It really helped texture texturize, you know, these characters because you realize that they're capable of failing and succeeding and sometimes just dealing with the worst of situations where there's no way out except to feel bad. You right. know, and it's in the the movie itself gets a lot of that and tries to do the best that it can with it. And it succeeds in an awful lot of ways. But, right. you know, before I forget, how cool is Hugh Jackman just in a way that contemporarily you see an actor or an actress start off and they they do really successful work with maybe their first or second role. And they try really hard for the rest of their career to just do anything but that. Get away from it. Right. And he's the opposite. He loves playing Wolverine so much. He's talking about jumping studios, right. appearing in other people's movies. Uh, he's like, right. I want to be Wolverine in everything. Right. And if he, it's he, Sense and Sensibility, Anna Karenina, I want to, to show up. Avengers now. He wants Wolverine it, to show up in I the Avengers. I think it's awesome because not only did this film really work in a lot of ways. And I think it works in almost every way when Hugh Jackman is on screen. Right. Most of my gripes are when he's not around. Right. Um, but he's really great with the character, and he doesn't seem to be phoning it in. Like, you get some films that, that are successful. I mean, like, it's easy to just throw Lethal Weapon under the bus. But by the time you see Lethal Weapon 7, right. and Riggs and Murtaugh are just laughing geriatrically over, right. you know, the traffic stops, you know, you're just kind of like, these guys were dangerous. You know, six movies ago, right? And now they're not. And right. and now several movies later, Hugh Jackman looks like he still loves showing up and still wants to make more Wolverine films, and he wants to make them in other people's it's, movies. It, and it's actually I think that's it's actually really cool. cool that not only does he want to be Wolverine. I mean, you know, that's who doesn't want to right. be Wolverine, right? right? Or true. you know, who doesn't want to be Batman in a movie, or right. or you know, whatever. But it's not really just. I, I'll pretend I know, but it seems anyway from yeah. all accounts and from watching him in the films, yeah. he doesn't just want to be Wolverine. He wants to be this character. He yeah. is like behind it kind of, you know what? This is actually a really interesting character, yeah. and I'm going to try and do justice to what it is that makes him really interesting. Yeah. And it's not, I have claws and I kill things right. and smash. You can't stop and, me. You know, right, I mean, yeah. It, there's a lot going on with yeah. who he is and what he has to deal with and everything. And, you know, speaking of that, the one thing that I don't remember them ever saying about Wolverine yeah. or ever really showing about it is, um, you know, maybe you just figure this out. Maybe they don't care. Maybe <laughs> everybody's supposed to know. Uh, but they, I wish they showed him drinking more right. in this movie. Yeah. But all, because he's supposed to be, and right. we, we show him with a lot of empty liquor bottles, right, or at least surrounded by them or whatever, right. But we don't show him drinking. And what I don't know that they've ever touched on is that he really can't get drunk, right? He unless to, he just really pounds it very, down yeah. right now, and even then he's drunk for like a half an right. hour. He gets it, and yeah. then he's better, right? So there's there's kind of a 
interesting play yeah. to his character sometimes in situations like these where right. he's just, you know, could I just be have a problem for a minute? You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Right. It's like he's battling his own body to just go, I just want to be drunk right. for a little right. while. Can and I? It, no. In a weird way, that that's the first problem that I kind of had with the film. Um, because that all goes to show, like in the in the stories, like like you said, he has to basically put three or four kegs away to get drunk, and right. it's not going to last very long because his healing factor takes it as a poison, which it is, and just pushes it right. out. And he's always smoking, and he's and always got he's a cigar. Not smoking in this movie, which and, I didn't like that either. You know, let him have a right. Cigar and I get once I while. get why they do it. It's Wolverine. This is a PG thirteen film. It's, it's a kids not film. politically You're correct. Not supposed to push the hero right. as being a drinking, smoking right. kind of person, and I. I get it. If I want that, I can find it in the comics because he's a bad guy in the comics sometimes right. with all this stuff. But the cigarette stuff, um, I remember him having it in a couple of the X-Men films. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and they don't really push it hard, but it's there. And the funny thing is, he, because of his healing factor, he can't get sick. You know, He's not going to get this cancer. So he smokes basically to irritate others around him. He's right. an instigator. You right. know, he's a, He's a button pusher. And he's always, you know, people are like, why don't you put that out? And he's like, what, on your face? Right. You know, that's the kind of Wolverine that you would get. So those character moments actually kind of make for a clumsy thing. I love the beginning of the film. The beginning of the film starts right. off like what you see in the trailers, which is um, the explosion in Japan and him saving the, the Yoshida character who he right. has to eventually come back and is dying. And he wants to talk to Wolverine one last time. And then you cut to this thing where he's in the woods and you assume it's Canada because that's where he's always at. And this whole bear story goes on for about, right. I don't know, 10, 12 minutes. And it's important only because they want to introduce Yukio to the story and she's got to make sure – we have to understand that she's dangerous so they put her in a bar fight. You right. know, I understand all the reasons to get that there. I'm not sure that that's the only reason we do that. Well, I think the only reason is I, to I, show I think, her – I think there's a – I think there's a – I actually kind of like that part. I think Is there's I think there's actually a uh, whole not too deep, you know, metaphor going on with the bear that I think is interesting. Like what? That you know, he relates to the bear. He is the bear. He well, is he is like an animal. He walks behind right. the bear and puts his own scratches on it. Right. Then they walk next to each other and they sort of grunt at each other right. like the bear does not even care that he's there they know, right. they not only do they know each other but they are you know they are kindred spirits right. they are alone in the woods being a big giant animal right. that can't deal with right. things or they want to be alone <laughs> right they're solitary animals no right. I, even the part that that people in the audience didn't seem to understand and I don't I can't guess whether or not they read the comics or not but at the end of that scene where they're walking and they're eyeing each other and they're both respecting each other's space right. like he's not going over and just screwing with the bear even though he knows he could never get killed by it right. and the bear's like I kind of think you're a bad guy I'm going to stay over here right but the bear urinates as well and right. I think people thought that was like a stupid throwaway moment but it's actually important the bear's marking its territory because right. he's in the presence of another animal right in the comics Wolverine routinely has to stare down like these guard dogs that are vicious or these bears or coyotes and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't growl. He just looks at them. And and Claremont writes this stuff where, you know, the animal understands that it's not worth it. And the animal leaves him alone. Like, because right. it knows it's not just a man. That they, This is something different. I felt like the movie actually tried to do 
some things with it and didn't necessarily make it work the way I think what they wanted to convey, which is what you're saying. I got it because I read all the comics, but I don't think everybody and, – and I want to look at the film without the comics really being the impetus behind it all. I don't think everybody really got that. I think they just thought, oh, it's funny. He's a loner, and this bear won't touch him, but he'll pee around. I, I didn't think it worked. I thought it, I thought it I worked. Thought, I and thought, I thought. I thought it worked, and I liked the whole part where uh, it all went wrong at the end because I thought – you know, That part there, I did like. There was, uh, you know, there was a big kind of – you know, I I say metaphor, but it's not it's not it's actually, an analogy. It's, it's not as deep as right. I'm, I'm trying to no, make it, it maybe. But but you have you know the stupid hunters and mm-hmm. the and they could have been slightly less rednecky, whooping it up and and being yeah. obnoxious. You know, they don't. Not everyone who's an obnoxious bastard has right. to be the worst one there ever was. Right. You know what I mean? You they can, often you try can, to be, you but just they be never kind are. of yeah. uh, right. obnoxious bastard. Right. Anyway, um, but then when it all goes wrong, I thought that works really well for everything talking about Wolverine and it makes for the whole thing to be kind of a cool introduction, I thought, because, you know, a little bit of power in the hands of a stupid Red idiot guy, yeah, right, right. Yeah. is going to cause a lot of problems especially right. when when what you're doing with that little bit of power is right. trying to mess with the wrong right. scary animal right, right? and the, and the analogy there also is you know we're pretty lucky as humans to have escaped the food chain you know there's really nothing after us anymore and we can be the head of the food chain and what Wolverine does in this scene when he finds a poison arrow that's dipped just enough to hurt the animal but not kill it you know it's not a mercy killing like it should have been he drives it into this guy's hand, and he's like, you know, he was, who's been saying it's not poison? He goes, I hope not. For right, your sake. right. Well, you know, then basically, you have nothing to worry right, about. Right, you have nothing <laughs> right, to worry. Right. He's basically reminding him, you're not the top of the food chain, bro. I am. Right. You know, and I can, I can find you. You know, and it, but I felt like it was effective but clumsy. I just didn't think it fit the first scene or the rest of the film. It just felt kind of, to me, it just felt a little awkward versus how it had already started and the rest that we got. But yeah. I don't know that that part worked okay with me. I don't know that that's really the make or break of the movie anyway. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> even and again, though we've been going on just, about it for a long time, it was just and it's just funny to see people do things that aren't very smart in the in the sense of the movie. Like Wolverine in the beginning, the very start of the film, survives this blast, and whether it's an atomic blast, you can't believe it's atomic because the other guy probably would have died. But it was a bad blast. Well, no, it was stinged. atomic. It was atomic, wasn't it? It was not. Yeah, they were just far so, enough away, and he had a big. They, well they were really the far thing. away. Yeah. He gets all his hair and flesh singed off his body, and in about fifteen seconds, he's okay. He's he's still in pain, but he's right. growing his hair back and everything. Right. Yet in the woods, his hair is like not growing anymore. It's like supposed to be really long and Seattle rockerish, but now it's just. I mean. You just have to understand the character because the small things are going to upset the fanboys. Like, you don't let his hair grow long like that if it's not constantly growing. I know this is a stupid gripe to have. In Canada, he's walking his hair. I'm not sure. His hair is like, I'm giving you a visual. His hair is all down to here, but it's always up to here. Right. And I was going to come in with my hair looking like Wolverine. And and we're supposed to get our hair. He has to get his hair cut. It's ridiculous. His hair is either always growing. It can grow in two seconds like it does after the blast in Japan. Or it never grows. And it's just, you believe it's a comic book thing and it's supposed to stay the same length. Right. If his hair grows that fast out of Japan, 
Be- because of his healing power. Because of his healing power. Then it should be Gandalf-sized all the time, except for every three seconds when he's cutting it. Right. This right. is this is the annoying thing. Like, bringing it up, you bring out the fanboy argument. You should have just left it alone. All right. Yeah. So anyway. I don't know. So, so what should just they saying. have done when he heals himself? It, it, just his hair shouldn't grow back? No, his hair should just grow to where it always is, and that's magically where it stops. <laughs> because that's his okay. healing power. That's and all. then, and then when he's in Alaska, but his hair just should be the same. It should be the same length. It shouldn't be longer. And he just never has to get a second. Right. I don't know. They want him to that's, look like a. They want the whole. This is my point. The whole that's thing getting is they're a little trying, picky for me. Anyway. They're trying. I understand it's picky, but they're trying to represent. Okay, now I've said all that. Let me let me really just clarify it quick. They're trying to show something about Wolverine that is understood in the comics, and they're trying to do it thematically. And the point comes across, but it comes across clumsily. That's my whole point, which is the bear kind of because works, but it doesn't work. Doesn't grow, no. right? The whole scene is kind of like it, it's a cliche from the first time you see Wolverine in the X Men film when he's fighting the same stupid Canadian Alaskan redneck people. It's the same bar, basically. Well, it's right. the same lessons we've seen it all before, and if you're not going to improve on it, move past it because we already understand this character after seven appearances. You don't have to make it as clumsy when you've already done the best part of showing who the character is with the Japanese blast. That was my point, which was for me, it was all awkward, repetitive, and yeah, I don't know. I I thought it worked just fine, and I thought it was. uh, You have to have him hiding out somehow, and then you have to get him from hiding out to somewhere where he can be found somehow. Well, that's what I and I thought all the stuff worked pretty well. Well, that's what I I thought it worked well enough for. uh, Yeah. Entry into the movie. I don't know, but it's not like I said. It's not. It's not a big make or break it, thing it, it's either. Not it's not the because there's bigger make or break things. It's not later, the end but. of the movie or the you know best. Well, like thing I said, uh, we'll move on. But like I said, that's it's just a it's a device for showing Yukio being a badass and Wolverine being alone. And it, right, and it's clumsy. And, and I thought actually the worst part of that was showing her. I thought the part when well, she I I, when the when she comes in, then I think it's all gone wrong. Actually, then it's just I, like, then I don't yeah. like that part. Right. The whole thing about her with the sword and the stupidity, you know, yeah. my sword is so sharp that it defies gravity. I, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of parts of that. I didn't like, I actually like her character a lot. Eventually, once we get to later bits with her and we look at her right. past this part, but right. at the beginning parts, I, well, I didn't, see, I didn't like her very much. Maybe I was too long winded in saying it, but that's what I felt. I didn't like that whole scene because of all the stuff it tried to do and it failed. It was clumsy. But anyway, but so I, li- I liked everything. I liked everything before she gets there. <laughs> okay, uh, I liked she, everything just fine before she gets there. She but gets I don't like that as uh, introducing the character. Right. I thought it was that was it, what I was it, to introducing say. her. I thought it was really rough. Right. Introducing him or showing some more of yeah. him, I thought was fine. Yeah. Anyway, so now that we've gone on forever about like <laughs> one minute of the movie or something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you get pretty much the story from just the trailers. Uh, yeah. We kind of kick off where we're back when Nagasaki is Nagasaki is just about to get bombed. the nuclear bomb, right? And uh, and Logan is in this pit yeah. in, in a Which is cool. in a military prison in Japan that we're fairly far away. I mean, we're like across some water, but right. we can see it right over there, kind of thing, whatever. And this guy Yoshida mm-hmm. is a young. You know, some sort of officer some kind, yeah. in in the Japanese army, and the air raids or sirens are going off. We're, we see the planes in the air. Everyone's freaking out. 
Yoshida goes around, starts letting out the prisoners right. and, and uh, cutting through the steel with yeah. his sword and, and right. busting people out of stuff because, you know, he at least jumps to the idea of, look, it's all over. We at least let him run away a little bit. Right. <laughs> and and I'll feel better about myself right. in a karmic way if I let them run. Well, and again, like what you said. I let saying, them run like right. five minutes from the atomic bomb. <laughs> and again, like what you said, it, there's the there's the transitional analogy, which is not to die like an animal, like not to die cage, right. like die like men. And, and that's uh, important. Eventually, when you get through this story, and, you know, this movie for sure is at least three different things, right? It's it's the movie that it is if you've read and loved this specific comic. Right. It's the movie that it is if you're a comic book fan but just don't know this specific comic book all that much. Right. And then it's like everybody else. Right. So it's it, who's seen where, movie, where right. your reaction to this fits. Right. Yeah, maybe – I mean you've seen the you've X-Men seen the movie movies or whatever, Wolverine, but you're not right. – Right. Right. So um, for those who have seen the comic or to a certain extent, just to get the best, I think, part of the story to see him really young and be that guy. Right. And uh, uh, so then he goes over to the pit where Wolverine is. Right. And and uh, he lets him out and all of the other officers are are moving over to kill themselves. Right. Sitting down and and they're gonna you know stab themselves in right. traditional Japanese fashion of I'm not I'm not absolutely sure and you know people can email me I guess but I'm not <laughs> absolutely sure why this is a time that you need to do that to yourself because because the country's gonna get bombed. You know, I don't know. I, I I thought that was a little weird, just because I thought you were supposed to have done something wrong. They may, or, I, I took you know, that, whatever. Right. Anyway, I took that they just they would rather they just die know they're dying than, and right. they'd rather kill themselves. So, right. so he lets uh, Logan out, or he he opens up the thing at least, and and then he's about to walk over and do it himself. He watches the other guys do it, right? And, and Logan stops him from killing himself, right? Uh, and then they run and they jump back into the hole where he just was, <laughs> right. and he covers him with a big piece of metal and stands on top of him and takes all the force of the fire coming down into the right. little the well, well that they're in, whatever, the yeah. little pit. Yeah. And <laughs> saves his life and then heals and everything. And I thought it, it was very cool the way that they portrayed the him running around like a chicken with his head cut off trying to let people out clearly not knowing what to do right while nobody else really does anything nobody else really right. cares people are kind of Even, running in general right. but the other uh the other officers all they think about is well i'm going to walk right. over here and kill this myself like or whatever but they don't yeah but to have him have that sort of moral thing going on in his right. brain right and uh, then, you know, we kind of fast forward and we're back to like present time. And he's now a really old man yep. and he's dying. And Logan obviously looks exactly the same. Right. And so he heals right in front of him. So he's, you, you know, he knows everything about Wolverine. And, right. and then we get little glimpses here and there of they've talked to each other and everything. Yeah. And now we fast forward and he's really old and he wants to basically he has found a way that he could take the healing factor from him right 
and Logan, who wants to die, right. or, you know, sort of, we wants believe. his pain to be over, and he's having nightmares about Jean Grey and right. killing her and everything, and, and oh, woe is me, because I have to live forever. Right. And he tries to sell it to Logan that uh, he can let him because he can take it, or whatever. Right. But he can end his mortal pain from being and, mortal. And... and this all spins around his granddaughter, who he's going to give. Uh, so Yoshida in the future is, you know, like he's he, like he owns Apple, right? Or, he's right, everybody. He's, like, yeah. he's Bill Gates, or he's he's whatever. He's some tech giant person, right. and in Japan, and he's just got billions and billions of dollars, and right. You know, he he made out very and well, and he's right? dying, and he's and he's got a son who has a daughter, and, and he's got a son who, our our story goes, he maybe doesn't lo- like that much, right? And he's got a grand, <laughs> but he's got a granddaughter who is awesome and he loves, right? And and so there's all these plots going on of he. he He's kind of spinning this story to Logan that she needs to be protected because mm-hmm. the uh, the Yakuza is trying to kill her or kidnap her or right. or both or everything and <laughs> very bad stuff and she needs to be protected. Right. And Logan doesn't want to do it and right. I mean the the story kind of jumps around and it would take a long time to even like sell all the characters and right. all the story and. We haven't even really talked about why we do or don't like the movie. Right, yet, we'll get there. Is, we may go which over is, a little bit. Which is awesome. We we may have to go <laughs> which over. Is awesome. But um, but there's uh, a lot of strange family dynamics about this grandfather who's very right. powerful dying. Much and of the will. Much of the middle so. of the movie is actually almost like some kind of Japanese like uh, crime yeah drama basically story that um, at at one point uh, Logan's healing factor gets kind of repressed to yep. a certain extent to where he's getting shot a lot and he's still alive. Right. But it's hurting him and it's he's not getting little, better right. really fast. Right. And uh, he's, you know, he's he actually requires like surgery at right. one point to yeah. close up all his wounds and stuff. So he's a very different Wolverine than we're used to. And he's right. got to think about how he's going to approach things right. differently because right. <laughs> He can't just run headlong into everyone. He's like, hey, what, what's right. happening? And I took an atomic blast once, but so now I'm it, getting kind of slowed down. This kind of sucks. So it kind of switches up the game. Which is awesome. Which That's is, a great which idea. Is really which is really awesome. It's, it's basically the idea that everyone has been trying to do contemporarily with Superman for a long time, which is you got a god. How do you how do you hurt him? Right. How do you you've got to do him? something you know, you've to have an interesting down. story right. so that he just can't kind of, you know, flick his wrist at I'll just people the world. and fi- flying. Right. Right. Yeah. Um and and then it kind of all just comes down to this whole uh Japanese crime syndicate yeah. after people versus the Yoshida and then we see this thing at the beginning of the Yoshida clan and the right certain group of ninjas who have always served them and yeah. it all flows together in a way. Yeah. And I mean, you can't really get too far in the story or it would just take forever. But right. um, uh, ultimately, as you've probably seen in the trailers too, there's the doctor who has come up with all of the, you know, <laughs> who's, right. who's the evil snake Lady, right. I think is Viper. Her, I think is her actual name. Evil Snake Lady. Credits. That's her credit. Yeah. yeah. No, sadly it's Viper. Um, 
Yeah, so she's a mutant, and she has her own special awesome powers of annoying men. Liking poisons or something yeah. <laughs> and killing people. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so funny that we don't ever talk about the movie. So <laughs> um, now we've got like big ratings. Yeah. And virtually nothing has happened yet to back them up at all. But well, on the negative side, for me, um, Viper was a major negative that yeah. I almost couldn't really get past yeah. because – uh, the character, as played out in the movie, was goofy, and the actress delivering the character was horrible. I thought, <laughs> I thought right. it was really bad. Yeah. And one of the, I think, saving graces for me that let me still love the movie as much as I did, is that she wasn't around a lot. I mean, she she wasn't around in yeah. a whole lot of scenes, and when she was. It didn't matter a whole lot. It was just kind of, you know, insert guy twirling his mustache here for a minute. And in this case, it's this woman who's sticking out her snake tongue. She's basically she's basically the same thing to a different degree that was bothersome about Pacific Rim, which is, you know, and I understand Pacific Rim needed, you know, the Japanese monsters, the scientists, but the scientists were a drag in that film. And right. it was there to facilitate a bunch of stuff that was unnecessary that the story could have and reasonably most, portrayed and without kind them. of just being like homage right. to the the film really fall apart uh, fell apart for me and hurt itself at the end. Everything up to the actual climax of the film I thought was really fun, you know, almost all the way through and and exceptionally fun in many places. She is indicative of this weird choice that's so weird to the rest of the film where he has taken care to make this like a character study. Right. And now it's just your average superhero film where when supervillains are around, whatever they want you know, to proclaim as their power like affects everything. Like she's in the room and she can make the air poison. Right. You know, oh, of course she can, because she's she can, a super She villain. can spit out the poison and, gas or and whatever. Really, her whole role is there to placate fans of the comic. She's basically, and I know you, this will not sit well with you because you love Gambit, but it's like sliding Gambit in a back in the background of a bar, of a bar. Right. You know, she's there to be like, oh my god, it's Viper. There's more mutants. I get to see more people. Right. She's just there for no real reason when she could have been portrayed by one of Yoshida's biochemists. Right. You know, she she's only there to portray a bad evil mutant who is doing nothing and like what you said the actress is horrible. Like she's really being a villain in the way that if you took someone into a serious role and they seriously thought portraying a villain was like, you know, Austin Powers. Right. Like she really delivers lines horribly. They're all overemphasized. It's almost like at this moment now the whole universe is in jeopardy. Right. Like instead of her motivations are – I don't even know what the hell they are. Right. She's just there to be an action figure. Right. And, and, the, and thing, that's, that's the thing disappointing. is, is um, if this – if her role – because now when we're talking about comparing this to the original comic, right? Yeah. I think let's just remove her from the movie for right, right now. I think you could not have done a better job. I, I don't know how you'd have done – much of a better job. There are a few scenes in the movie that I think, ooh, I'd like kind of like that to be just a little different, mm-hmm. or maybe if this was just a little. But it, 
it's to the point where it's, I'm getting very nitpicky and I know I'm doing it because I'm going, oh, that's not exactly right, right or whatever. But in the big picture, right. and maybe you don't like the beginning part with the bear and all that stuff, okay. which which is okay. But overall, I mean, the, I thought the movie was fantastic right. at at trying to deliver what that comic book is trying to deliver. And, yeah. and actually getting to the meat of it, almost to the extent that it was it was a weird experience watching it because I was so surprised that it was actually doing it Pulled so it well. Off, right. That I was getting like so so much of like Wolverine and and it was actually happening on screen. It wasn't just that I know it from the comic, so right. I can kind of pretend it's there, but right. it was like actually there. Right. I thought I thought most of that was really awesome. And if they would have just stuck Viper in in a in the way that fits better with that comic where you know, it's sort of like I guess like you said it could just be some guy, right? It could just be some or some or, some, or some girl. Or some I girl. mean, it just could just be some, some, some doctor. Yeah. Some person who's just, you know, he has a billion dollars and he gets right. the smartest person right. in this field. If they would have done that, mm-hmm. But then it could still be her, sure, and right. she, and she could just be she could right. just be Viper the mutant who it helps her in her research that she's immune to all poisons and she's right. just she's who's doing it right not you know Mu-ha-ha-ha. right I'm gonna peel my face <laughs> off and I'm Viper, gonna Viper right? right yeah exactly I mean it yeah that would have been more in line with how the movie would have. I guess worked and played out and there's an extent to which you know he's so far gone um Yoshida mm-hmm. he's so weak and everything before we can actually get to the final stage right. right that she kind of has to be the ultimate henchman right or something and so you know she's pushing people around and being scary yeah but that was like well, a real, real drawback for it, me. It from, started uh, off with, you know, with the end stuff when Wolverine, when Logan has to go get Marco, you know, because she's finally been captured. They finally got her away from him. Right. You know, when he's got to go, um, there's the whole recognition of his mortality and how he fixes it. And when he comes back, you know, and he's like, okay, now I'm kind of, I'm going to get to be my old self again. I just have to survive the next 20 minutes, right. that kind of thing. That's all really awesome. But the moment he is in front of the Silver Samurai. And this isn't fanboy stuff. Like, I don't... It's not the same guy from the comic. It's not the same actual character. It's not the same stuff. But it was when the whole film seemed to be, like, less about James Mangold's version for the last hour and a half and more about some stand-in director who the studio was like, no, we got to have this and this and this or otherwise it's not a superhero film. Right. You know, you've you've established all this stuff and this is kind of fanboyish, not not beholden to the comic, but you know, there's a moment that it just only in superhero films does this science make sense. And your your adamantium is the strongest metal there is, even if it meets other adamantium. You know, but that's okay. They destroy they cut adamantium okay whatever right. but That's we fine. but we have a certain thing that glows i guess and if somehow, you can glow adamantium it, that's if they, great if but. they would have taken like um you know 10 or 15 seconds of film time and given us some reason right to for one thing know why it glows or what is happening with that anyway two hands and, and, that's and, why, and I explain guess. I don't know. 
Well, that's how you turn it on. Oh, but I yeah. mean, like, what that means that it's it glowing. Or you know. just do something that goes, why can this suddenly cut adamantium? If right. they would have just explained that for a minute, right. it would have been a whole other thing. Right. I mean, if they would have come well, up with even, some explanation of yeah. how that can be, but instead they just go, ah, you know, this is what I need to happen. Right. Let's make up something that it. will do it. And we will, you know, it, people will just... They'll accept it because it's a superhero. Move past film. that. And right. and for a film that's been so smart and at times clever, but really just mostly effective at being a really great story that right. happened to have a superhero in it. Right. You know, it it works up until this point where, you know, the adamantium claws are cut and now we're gonna drill into the marrow of his bones to get his healing factor. Right. Only in a dumb comic book movie is that the science that makes sense. Right, his his bones except, have the healing factor. Except, no. well, his, his and that's his stupid. bones. His bones are just like the the entry point into into sucking. Yeah, whatever. You want to you want to claim the marrow? And, Fine, but not the and, healing factor. That's not there. Well, here's the thing that it was kind of goofy, except that it was actually kind of cool that we had built the Silver Samurai as specifically a Wolverine sucking out machine. You know what I mean? It had it, the exact attachments that this it, is uh, its only purpose, really, you know other what? than to be, I mean, a big giant robot I, is good enough, but you know. it was specifically designed for no other reason it was like, yeah. than to be able to do that to Wolverine. Although, you know, what? what would we do? Would we... You know, jam something into his brain. Well, or here's something. the here's something's the gotta, thing. Something's like, got to be the if, science. Behind if the it. whole movie precipitates on this moment where he's trapped in a chair, and this is shown in the preview too. This isn't necessarily right. big spoiler stuff. He's trapped in a chair. Viper's overacting, and he's mad, and I'm mad too because right. I'm in a chair and I'm feeling angry at her. And he pops his claws as a as a mode of you know threatening her. And now the machine clamps down because it's what they really wanted. And now you there's something about it that he can't retract the right, back. Right, right. And there's some weird comic book right. movie science here. You know what? If we really, if the bones were really it, we would have just trapped him in this chair, spun it up, cut his ankle off, and gone through his foot. Because right. that's bone. You know, this doesn't. I mean, that's a stupid solution to an even stupider premise. Right. It was ignorant. It was oddly like offensive to the fun that I was having. Like it pulled me right out of the movie. And I was like, okay, she's bad, and that's enough, and I've tolerated her. But now this climax is stupid, and it doesn't make sense for the science that you've established. And all of these dominoes are now falling in a terrible direction, and you've lost me. Right. And and it is almost entirely this scene until it's resolved. And once it's resolved, then the movie kind of gets back to where it was. But, man, that's a hard pill to take. Right. Um. And we, you know, we're running out of time anyway. We'll probably go over. But right. for me, the real negative of the film is this twenty minutes that it's got. Right. And and the fight is, you know, the fight is what it is. It's a comic book fight. Right. And that's okay. I don't have problems with that. But man, does that scene suck bad! <laughs> it really is horrible. All right. the uh, The live show is going to end in uh, like just a minute. I swear we had the chat room open at one point, but it went away. <laughs> I don't. Man, this um, could have been the lit up chat room of all time. Yeah, we would it never could have know. been. But uh, Sorry, the, the live show is going to end, so you you've got our ratings. We're going to go yeah. over a little bit more for those who are listening in on the podcast. There's a couple things, yeah. Um, but thanks again for tuning in. Yeah. I'm not actually sure what's next week, but uh, wow, something something big is next week. But it anyway, is. Elysium. Uh, 
Oh, is that next week already? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about You're it. You're anyway. making stuff up. All right. Anyway, um, thanks a lot for tuning in, and we will be with you next week with something. something. Yeah. <laughs> something. We'll figure <laughs> and, uh, it out. Yeah. Th- but that was great. <laughs> thanks for listening, but we'll pretend it ends. Well, yeah. it'll end in a few seconds, but anyway. I have, I have no idea when it's going to end. Right. But anyway, um, the you know, for me, the thing that's funny is we, we actually say that a lot, especially when there's anything that's remotely related to a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now it's not done and we're still talking. But anyway, okay. um, that if you, like, stick to the science that you're selling me, right? then there's some extent to which I have to be okay with it. As, yeah. as long as you... Right. Uh, as long as it's, I guess, not too bizarrely stupid. Don't you make know, it like too the, ghost in the machine. Don't. The world is run by invisible leprechauns or something, but as long as you're staying with whatever you're selling in the first place and the next things you do make sense with that, all right, and yeah. uh, then that's okay. And here's the weird thing about this movie, because you want to say that it doesn't make sense for the science that they've showed us so far. Right. Except that that's not actually true because they never showed us any science in the first place. They never said anything about how he has his like all they say is we've found a way that we can transfer your healing factor out of you. And that's it. They don't say what it's related to, how you how you have it, how we've kind of, you know, we've pinpointed this chromosome in your blood or we've right. we've done whatever there's something about your physiology and we've found it and we've figured out that we can suck it all out of you right and as long as it goes to another person then it won't be in you anymore or something and like could we just suck it all out of you and not put it in another person and you would just die right. or, you know, whatever. Like they say something in the beginning about we can get it out of you as long as we put it in another person it is like kind of the story the that hint, they sell, yeah. right? But we never actually get any science about anything. I mean, they don't actually say anything about anything scientific about how anything works. And it's wise because they so, clearly don't know anything. So else. at the end, you can't say, well, that doesn't make sense with well, the science that you've told us before because right. they never told us anything. They're like, it's like they, you know, heard people say that about movies before right. and they said, well, I have a way to bypass that. Right. I'll just, I just won't say anything. <laughs> just everything's magical. So I don't have right. to stick with anything. Right. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of good and bad in a way. Because nobody knows what his healing factor is anyway, and we're not going to give it away in this movie. We're not going to say anything about what it is. It's not that you just have this in your blood that we could just easily manufacture in a lab and make everyone Wolverine, right? It's like if they say anything about what it is, I think the thing that's weird about it is that science itself right now – in in real science of something that you could say something about is not advanced enough for us to understand saying anything about what it is that would not make it so that you could just make Wolverines out of everyone. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? If if somebody could, if you said anything, if it's like there's something in your DNA now, there's, there's something in your blood, there's something, you know, whatever it is that you say, Mm -hmm. 
if you say anything like the immediate response of the audience will be, well, they could, you know, manufacture that and just, and just give everyone, just give everyone a shot and everyone would be Wolverine. So it's like, you can't say anything about how it works or it will screw you. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to the end, you're like, this seems goofy that we're just drilling into his bones through his claws. Right. Or, or that we do any whatever they did at the end, you would go. That makes no sense. That's not where his healing factor is. Right. I mean, his healing factor is just magical. If, right. if what we would have to do is like wave a wand, right, right. <laughs> and suck it out. Well, of and it. it's like what you said earlier too. If she had just been a bioengineering scientist or something, and had come up with a hypothesis about it being in his bones, in his marrow somehow, right? They don't do it because. For some stupid reason, as long as she's involved in the story, there's one bad decision after another. Right. They don't do it because they feel like that would be tipping their hand too early to show that she's a villainess. Right. For the most part, I don't know anybody with a forked tongue that isn't villainous. Okay. So anyway, beside that, all well, right. That's, you know, here's just, the science. Here's the science uh, of what we do know. You're, you're just opposed to snakes. I'm just opposed to forked tongue people. Serpentine or anyways, we know from any film with Wolverine, I'm not even going back into the comics, that adamantium is the strongest metal. It is unbreakable. Right. They've, they've established it and they've said it. If and, and that's okay if you want to try to break adamantium with adamantium because the, um, the silver samurai is collected and created out of adamantium. Right. Adamantium is like this thing you can get at Home Depot. In the comic book universe, you just run down, and if you've got enough credit, you can get a lot of it. Right. Like it's supposed to be the hardest thing, even in not in the comic, but even in the films, they say it's like the hardest thing in the world to create. Right. Anyway, it's it's very magical thing. It's a magical itself. thing. It's it's the exact same. It's the exact same kind of thing, really, as we were just saying about his healing factor. Like you know, no matter what you explained about the healing factor, it still right. wouldn't make sense. Right. And we would have to somehow, if we start explaining it, we have to finish explaining it. You right. know what I mean? If we start explaining how his healing factor works, then we have to have an explanation for how does it make sense that you could suck it out of him and he wouldn't have it? Right. Why would he not still have it? Why would it? he still even have it? If, right. Even if you drill into his bones and suck it out and now you have it, right. he's still got why it. does he not right. still have it? And adamantium is kind of the same way. Adamantium is just like a magic metal, right? If it was actually as strong a metal as it is supposed to be in the comic book universe, right. you couldn't actually work it. Right. You couldn't make a silver samurai out of it. Right. You can't. It would yeah. just be like you well, would find it, and whatever shape you find it right, in, you I go. hope you can use that. I hope it's claws. Because that's, right. that's Well, that was one of the funniest parts about the second – I mean, I'm jumping for a sec. But in the second X-Men film where they actually talk about how it's a volatile, you have to get it at exactly the right temperature, and it will only stay there for a, just a moment, and right. then you can do something with it. But it, the ridiculousness of this whole thing is, you know, what if Wolverine just was like, I, I'm not going to pop my claws. This movie would have gone on for 10 hours because they need his claws to be popped. Right. Like the, my argument is the moment you establish – and the real reason they want to do it is they want the shock value of breaking Wolverine's claws because they I, see I that think, as his super weapon. I, I, think if they, I think if we would have just been beating him up enough – and right. having the samurai and after him enough, sure. he would have done it. He would have, right. I mean, because again, there's a moment you there, just have to. But it's just, really, his healing factor is the force. It's better, you just don't ask a lot of questions right. about the force. You understand that certain people are in tune to it, they right. can manipulate it. 
it goes bad sometimes, you become bad with it, whatever. It, it is, healing factor it, it is, is like that. It is very much in a movie way, and I think it's sort of like, from my perspective, I think you're holding on to too many things and not letting Maybe. them go in exactly the same way that you just have to let stuff go watching the Star Wars movies. Yeah. If you like the first three Star Wars movies, and I mean the first three that were created. The real ones. Not the right. real ones, right? The real ones. If you if you like that movie, if you like those movies and all of the things that people do with the Force, especially people who are really good at using the Force, mm-hmm. like Darth Vader and right. you know whatever, right? If you look at things that they do with the Force in those movies, and then watch the other movies, or, or and then like maybe watch them again, right. or something like that, at some point you, you have to go. Well, but why does he not just, you know, throw that whole building off right. to the side yeah, because, right. uh, you know, he lifted that whole starship. Right. And, he could do that. And, and he right. wasn't even that good, and he lifted that whole starship, <laughs> yeah. right? And there are other people who are supposed to be way better than him. Yeah. And, what, you know, why would – if you were really pissed and wanted to destroy that planet, why wouldn't you just go – Done. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Lunch. <laughs> exactly. Well, in a way, in a way, that's think, the whole point. I think there's stuff going on like that in this too. You just, yeah. you, you know, you, you can't overanalyze exactly how his healing factor works, I, or right. you know, and, then you're just down and, the rabbit hole, and, to and be you'll honest, never be out. To be on, right, exactly. To be honest, I don't care about that whole part of it. Really, them wanting his healing factor. It's not a new thing. They've tried that in the comics. That's fine. The method they've convinced us the only way to get it is stupid. Right. And it's not – look, when you're seeing – and you know this. When you're seeing a film that is relatively loose and really fun not to be taken too seriously and it has a really amazing serious moment of 20 or 30 minutes, you're like, wow, that was maybe surprising. Right. That's a that's a plus. When you take a film that is supposed to be relatively taken seriously and shows for an hour and a half that it's really great at that and then it gets stupid, that's harder to take. That's that's pulling the Band-Aid off real slow and annoying and painful and awful and itchy. And it's just there's so many things about that degradation of what you've seen before that's more bothersome right. than the flip side. Yeah, I don't We know. were watching I, a really I didn't fun – I didn't think it was that stupid by the time we got to the end. We should, we should probably eventually wrap this up. You're afraid we'll go three hours on I, this. We probably easily could. I thought everything – up to the ending, mm-hmm. if you, you know, like if you actually, for me, I know that the thing seems really stupid, but I, what I think is this is a story we're trying to tell of taking his, his power. We've got to tell it somehow. They're all equally stupid. Yeah. And you have to do it some way. And, I, you know, I just didn't think it was that bad. I actually liked cutting off his claws just because I was going, now, wait a minute. I've seen other movies. And, <laughs> and, and he still had claws. I thought it was really cool, actually, that uh, at the beginning, we see his bone claws. Mm-hmm. That was very start. cool. And what I thought was really interesting about this movie is that it took a certain percent of the audience and said, you know what? The hell with you. This is the story. Because it never said anything about making his claws not bone right. in this movie. And I thought that was cool. Gonna, I thought it was cool that they said, <laughs> you know, there are some things that you're just going to have to go with. And right. I don't have time to explain everything in the universe in this one movie. Yeah. 
And when he's got bone claws at the beginning, you just have to run with me, right. or you have to have seen other things or read or other know things his character or just know or whatever. it or right. something. Right. And I thought that was cool that they didn't go, we have to say everything that happened. It's like, right. you know, in the Harry Potter movies, you know, it's like, we have to explain everything that happened before yeah. because in case, whatever, I don't know. In case somebody didn't I, really, well, I thought that was cool. In, in regards, I, under, I was about to say something different, but it applies to the end. You know, in regards to me really disliking the end and you not so much, you know, I know you didn't like it, you know, it wasn't favorable, but it was you know, bothersome but tolerable. For me, it's your argument. You know, your argument about the Batman movies, for example, is, you know, you just want to fit this into a Batman story, so why didn't you just write something else? If they wanted to tell this story, they should have just created some other healing superhero kind of guy. Because the story that they're trying to tell and fit into a Wolverine story doesn't make sense. That's the problem in, that I have. In what way? I mean, this, in is, the problem, this, this is the story in of, the the, whole, of that comic. Well, I mean, we'll get. I mean, we've kind of agreed to move past it. It's more about the bone marrow cutting off your claws. You know, your claws can be cut in the first part. You know, there's a story that this is based on, which is the four issues, and that story doesn't have a lot of fantastic stuff. It's a character study. And this film was working so strong and doing just that, that the moment it realized, hey, we've got to wrap up a film. Wait a minute, what film is it? Holy shit, it's Wolverine. This is a superhero movie. We've got to have a superhero ending. There's got to be crazy, mad battles and things that can't happen and things that they forgot exactly. In my opinion, they forgot the story that they were telling, which originally didn't need all of that stuff to be effective. They adapted it for a movie, which is fine, and they left a lot of stuff out. And I'm okay with that, too, because I thought they did a really good job. But in the end, they weren't basically staying to a story that they had believed in and set up. They were just making a superhero ending. And that's the part that was really bothersome the most to me when I just, I just saw other options, other avenues, and they just seemed to disregard it and go in a totally different direction. They didn't go in line with the character that they've established, not just in the comics, specifically in the movies. And that was that was my big point. Wow, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The ending worked okay for me. I didn't love it. Um, I, I didn't love it more for the fact that there was so much other stuff going on that we were all kind of like, banging stuff out it's like we have you know we've got the girl and the and the ninja and the and viper and and everything is like i don't know make it all come together in the end like really fast yeah because it's actually not not that long of like say they get to the big building and then the guy's dead uh, right. Like that span of time is not actually yeah. that long, and thank God because there's right. no good version of of any of it being really long. Even if you right. did the, if even if you switched around, did a good version of it, it's still not good if it's really long. Right. Because it's just you know the wrap up and stuff. But in that time frame, there's like so many things that we're trying to put our period at the end of that. It, you know, it becomes a little much. And, and and even like, okay, Viper, we've got to get rid of her. Okay, we've got to figure out what to do with this whole samurai thing and the daughter yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't love that. But, you know, it didn't really irritate me either, except yeah. except that Viper's in it. Because I just could not – I just could not stand what they decided to do with right. that character at all. It was – she was so goofy and obnoxious. And – 
one of the things that was like kind of really telling to me about having Viper in the movie and yeah. and made everything that came before worse from the end for just for her character was um, eventually he's loose and it's all big battle and everything. And she's like spitting the acid at him. Like, you know, that won't do anything to right. him right. except like yeah. piss him off for a minute. Right. And, would she do that? I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? You know everything you need to know about Wolverine and what he can do. And you're going to go, uh, ha-ha, I will spit. <laughs> I'll try it again. I will spit my ass. That's what I, I mean. You said it. Maybe you said it better than I did. Again, that's – I think we're both trying to say the same thing at least. You know, they had all these things and they were just trying to put a period to it. That was your way of what you just said. My way is they had this really great character study simmering film, and then in the last 25 minutes, they were like, wait, this is a superhero movie. we got to do this. Right. We're saying the same thing, just differently. Right. Like, basically, that, that's how I felt. Uh, except that it didn't, it didn't bother me. It really and bothered me. the fact me. that we worked up to that end point and had to end yeah. the movie, ultimately, I was okay with the fact that we okay. had to end it, and there was really nowhere else to go, but... Up to that point, I mean, everything was so good. I, I liked everything else so much that maybe it was easier well, for it to be like okay maybe. with me. I liked yeah. everything that they that they did before that, even including some of the action stuff, which usually I'm like whatever the action stuff. But the fight on top of the train I thought was really cool. That was and great. Yet, yeah, it was funny because I loved it. And then, but as I'm watching it, I'm going. This seems like it should be really goofy and stupid, right? And yet and it's actually it's really, really good. Tight, yeah. It was it was wild. So I I loved yeah. how that came together because that's the sort of thing that would usually right. like throw me. You know, it'd be more I like was Lone Ranger, another Lone nonsense. Ranger film, right? Right. Exactly. With the horse and and they did it really well. But then even all of the you know interplay between him yeah. and uh, God, what's her name, Mako or Marco? Mariko, Morocco, Morocco. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm telling you, um, Morocco. <laughs> you know, all of the stuff that they do, even the stuff that ought to be really stupid. You know, yeah. like when she just like walks away and goes, "Yeah, I'm just going to go to my parents' house," <laughs> right. even though all these people were trying to kill her and stuff. Yeah. And I'm watching that, going, "This should be really stupid." Right. And it wasn't. Right. It, it wasn't awesome. Maybe right. I didn't. I didn't think that it was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. But still, it was like, <laughs> you know what? It, it's sort of like you know why, <laughs> you know why people do really st- stupid stuff in movies is, is that actually a lot of the time people do really stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that it's hard to make it something you can watch. Right. And and this was like you know this girl in this moment. Doing this thing, I I like could buy it, right? I and and it. I was going. This seems like just such a goofy, stupid movie standard right. thing to happen, and yet I don't know. I'm buying it. Yeah. It's done really well. I and love him uh, following her is done really. It, well. It was done really and well, everything. and be- and believable to the point too, because he doesn't have a whole lot of like he's not known her forever. He just understands she's in danger, and right. I can help. You right. know. Well, I love only, you know, if you're hanging out with Wolverine, you know, can you put headphones in and tilt your head back and then wake up like five minutes later and him be in front of you, right. freshly injured, right, like right, panting, right. like, we've got to get out of here. Like, what did over. I just miss? Right. Like three seconds ago, we were having a fine conversation. And that, and, that, and that's in kinda, itself that's is a thing that should be really stupid. And yet it wasn't. It so wasn't. there was so much of it that happened so get, well. And not only that, but, you know, what I thought was um, – especially good going through this movie, trying to, 
you know, I know Wolverine, and then at the same time, I know I'm watching a movie that's trying to sell me on stuff I already know. Yeah, right. Right. And the fact that they're actually doing it in a right. way that I can accept is like it, it's almost like imagine if somebody actually made a good Dune movie, right? Or right. or uh, you know some Dune. some some yeah. movie where it's like I already love that book and right. you know it, it's the same thing with Wolverine because I, I know it. And when they get to the part where um you know the guy finally tells him what he really wants from him, right. which is when we're about to get really into all the family stuff. And, you know, Logan is not the guy that you want to be all sentimental and right. sappy and everything. And he's in a really bad place right now. Right. We're, we're really selling, <laughs> we're really pushing the fact that he's yeah. in a bad place because we want it to kind of almost be like a real decision. Like, right. like he's kind of going, uh, I don't maybe, maybe I, maybe I, I do want to do right. that. Right. So he's in a really bad place. He's not interested in helping anybody or anything. Yeah. But when he comes face to face with that guy that he saved all those years ago, he's got like this kind of connection to him right. that he can't kind of just turn his back on and say, I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care that your daughter's trying to kill herself. Right. I don't care what your family problems are. He like wants to do that, but he can't make himself. Right. And they sell that really yeah. well and make that come through really well. That's all that's all during the ninety minutes that's great. Right. You know? And I don't know, for me the ninety minutes that was great was even greater for me and I Yeah. <clears throat> because even when even when Viper is um there's a part where she, you know, she's pushing around the ninja who is supposed to be finding them because, right. hello, can you not just find them? Because right. yeah. how hard can it be or whatever? And so she's pushing him around and he's going, look, I'm like the badass head <laughs> right. what of are you doing? ninja yeah. clan, right? Yeah. So who do you think you are? Yeah. And then she pushes him around. And like, I hated that part. I hated like everything about that scene, especially that she was in it, obviously. <laughs> right. But I'm... You know, I cannot break away from thinking, you know, she can be killed. <laughs> Do and it. She does not have super healing power. Right. She just can do a lot of damage to other people or whatever. But right. she can be killed, and she can be killed easily right? in comparison to, to the everything they're stuff dealing that's with. going right. on, right? Yeah. And, you know, that guy just kills her in that scene. If, right. Uh, I cannot imagine that scene really happening. You can't sell me on that scene where he just doesn't kill her. Right. Or, or where, you know, but ten if, other ninjas don't drop down right next right, to him and, and just do it slice her into, like, 15 pieces in a second. If they did that... So I didn't... I just... Everywhere yeah. she exists, I hate in well, this see, movie. Well, see, that was just more amplified for me for the end, but... You know, if they did that, they wouldn't have that really amazing moment where she peels her skin off. Yeah, to show whatever. Some stupid I don't know, version. but there was the, the stuff. Horrible. The stuff that was good in the movie was so good for me yep. that I I didn't care anymore yeah. about the stuff that I didn't like. I could recognize all the stuff that I didn't like, and I could all day long say I would have made all this right. different. I would have made this scene different, or whatever. Man, I thought I thought just. Similarly, but just stronger. You know, I thought all the stuff that was working, I was really sold on it. And then when it stopped working and it got stupid, my reaction was knee-jerk. It was like, but you've done so good with everything so far, now I'm really pissed. Right. And to a certain so, extent, you know, I I actually have that exact same reaction to a lot of James yeah. Mangold's movies yeah, <laughs> over time. Although I but, really like a lot. Some of them I really hate. 
Yeah. But even the ones that I like, there's a lot, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of that like, yeah. that stuff going okay. on. Although I'm I'm kind of a fan of his, except that every once in a while he'll do something really stupid, you know, like identity or uh, I don't know if identity was really stupid. I just thought it was a mis- you know I thought it was an attempt to do something he wasn't capable of doing. Uh, I think he wanted I, to make I just he wanted it, to make a Hitchcock was, movie. And I he's just, just not it was horrible. He just doesn't have. <laughs> See, I didn't even see it that way. He didn't want to make a Hitchcock movie. He wanted to make a, you know, it M, like a, M. Night movie. It was like a... <laughs> he, he wanted to have some awesome twistiness. Anyway, no. we should really get out of here. Yeah, we and, got nothing left to And say. I still don't know. But, I, you know, I really have to say, though, that, it, like, I'm four and a half stars. That's just about as, as much as you need to know yeah. about recommending it. But... I really would recommend everyone who's never seen any comic book movies or says, ah, whatever, I don't want to watch the X-Men. Right. Whatever people exist out there who this movie is in a way not even for, kind of, it actually is for you. And if you can get past, you know, those are exactly the wrong people who don't want to see the stupid stuff that you didn't like. I was just going to say, I'm with you. But all of the good stuff is so cool. And I think this this movie like i said if you can get around some of the right. some of the more horrible things this movie i think is one of the best efforts that's ever come along that might give people some idea why people like comic books so much yeah because ultimately they're way more like the good parts of this right. than they are even the other comic book movies yeah. you know yeah. even like superman right. all the superman movies forever there are so many movies that have been made out of comic books that if that were really what comic books were, right. we would have never gotten to the point where we had a right. movie of them. Right. I mean, because, you know, it really kind of gives you the whole – It's a – yeah. It, the whole story, it just goes goofy in parts when it shouldn't. But, uh, this would be the last thing you know, that I say anyway because we probably should get out of here right off. But yeah. it, it's a really fresh reminder that the comic book films that we're seeing have potential that they don't have to be by the numbers and, right. and really silly pandering stuff, that there is a wealth and a depth to not only the characters, but the stories that they can be involved in. And again, the one of the selling parts of this isn't the world is in jeopardy. It's right. just this family is kind of screwed up and there's a guy in the middle of it who is a lot tougher than most of us, you right. know, and that's basically an easy way to sell it too. It doesn't always have to be world domination or asteroid explosion or alien oh, invasion. Right, so, or the whole a, universe is going to turn a, off. Right, and it's a, real, it's a real refreshing reminder that, that these are characters. And when done right, there's a lot of stories to them just about the characters. Right. So. All right, well, thanks so much for tuning in. We yep. better get out of here. Sure. And uh, please remember to subscribe on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher and... Uh, obviously, Blog right. Talk Radio, you right. can find us a lot of places, and there's a lot of different ways that you can enjoy the show and share with others. Yeah. So thanks a lot for tuning in. Bye. Goodbye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.